Hello, and welcome to the Thrive in Change podcast. I'm Shannon LaBruyere. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Shannon LaBruyere. I am live and loving it tonight. Welcome to Sunday Night Live and Thrive in Change. It is an honor to be here with you. I'm excited to be able to explore a little more about these phases of change and what those are like. And one of the reasons why we are able to join together like this is because of one of our sponsors, Thumb Roast Coffee, my favorite coffee ever. And does a discount on coffee make it taste better? You can decide by going to thumbroastcoffee.com and typing in Thrive to get 15% off of your online order. Uh, it's delicious. You will not be sorry. And if I had to make a prediction, I'd say, yeah, a discount does make it taste better. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. If you're here, I'd love for you to say hi. Let us know you're in the house. Make a comment. Hit one of those emojis. I really, really need that feedback from you. It really helps me to do my best uh, to just level up. Uh, when I know that I'm talking with people who are who care about what I have to say. That's one of the reasons why I left the organization that I worked for for 31 years. It came to a point where I was doing what I loved for people who didn't care about it. They didn't value it. Uh, when I know you value it, it feeds my soul. So that's the gift you can give to me is leaning into what we're talking about tonight. And before we go too far, our hashtag for today is going to be trust the process. There is a process to this roller coaster called change, and we are going to explore it because we can thrive. The more we know, the more we can grow, and the more we can thrive in the midst of those changes that come to us out of nowhere, or the changes that we're planning that are going to really change our lives. Tammy is in the house. Hello, Tammy, and welcome. I thank you for those of you who've reached out to me and said, you know, I don't say anything in the comments, but I'm listening and I'm watching. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that you're here. And it just feeds my soul. So thank you. Ah, Carol's here too. Happy Sunday. It is a happy Sunday. It is gorgeous here in Michigan. I don't know about you, but whoa, our fall weather was at its finest today about 66 degrees a beautiful breeze blowing the sun was shining it was really really fantastic yeah i'm seeing some hearts <laughs> yeah it was really good i hope that you are enjoying this change of seasons wherever you may be you might be in australia and you're getting ready for summer you might be here in the united states and we're getting ready for winter whatever that looks like and in, in your neck of the woods but the changes that our earth gives us, just our, our um, surroundings gives us without us even planning it, really help establish the rhythms of change. I talked with somebody today, how they are excited for Christmas. They said, oh, I can't wait for Christmas. She said, my dad wants Christmas to start September 1st. And she said, you know, we are usually a little slower, but this year it just feels like we want something happy and cheerful. 
Anybody else feel that way? I do. I do. I want I want to get into a season of cheer uh, and traditional happiness and things that feel the same as they did before. It's one of our, our safety mechanisms in the midst of change, isn't it? Touching base with those things that are familiar to us that we know from before and, and we can kind of rely on them to always help us to feel good. All right. So tonight's topic is, I feel great. What's wrong with me? You know, I'm doing really good. What what am I missing? <laughs> years ago, years ago, I saw a bumper sticker that said, if you aren't panicking, you don't understand the situation. Anybody been there? Oh, hi, Sammy. I'm glad you're here. Have you ever been there? If you aren't panicking, you don't understand the situation. Everybody else around you is wigging out and you're thinking, what am I missing? I, I, I should be feeling that sense of panic, right? Not understanding what's going on is absolutely a reason why you might be feeling great when everybody else is a mess. Oh, Kelly's in the house. Hey, Kelly, you're a first time commenter for sure. So welcome. So glad you're here. Yay. So we're talking about change. When we're in the midst of great change, we talked last week about uh, the phases of change, right? And so we're going to touch base with those again tonight in just a few minutes. So if you forgot them or you don't want to go back and look at your notes, I'm going to briefly summarize them. So anytime we are going through a change, we are going to move through several levels of um dealing with it. There's a process that goes along with the changes that we have in our life. And I've I've shortened them up just a little bit from the, the Kubler-Ross model that I think there are five or six steps in there. But I'm going to loosely group them for tonight's purposes as these. Denial. I don't want this to happen. It's not happening. No, it's nothing's going on. Everything's fine. What are you talking about? Denial. Resistance. Oh, I get it now and I don't like it. I'm not going. And we dig in, right? Resist. I'm not doing it. I don't care what you say. Acceptance. Okay, I guess this is happening. And then finally, transformation. So denial, resistance, acceptance, and transformation is the general path that we take when we're moving through change. So one of my clients, <laughs> more than one actually, uh, this week, but one in particular said, um, I feel guilty for being okay. She goes, I'm, I'm doing all right. In this case, this client owns a business. And she said, I, it's, it's going well. Um, things are happening. We're growing where our clients are coming back. We're... And she says, I feel, I feel sort of guilty about that. And so as, as you're wondering, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good here. Is something wrong with me? My first point is this, no, no, it is probably not <laughs> that you don't get the situation or you'd be panicking like everybody else. It's probably not that. I'm just guessing that because you're here and you are an unaware person. Uh, unaware people don't watch Sunday Night Live. <laughs> they do not have time for this. <laughs> they don't have time for it. So just the fact that you're here helps me to know that you aren't doing that overall. Um, but 100% for sure, if you have this sense of 
Um, I'm not panicking and everybody else is in the midst of change. Let's revisit those stages of change because think about how you feel, what emotions typically go with those four stages of change, right? So Carol, Carol dropped them in the comments for us. So thank you, Carol. So yeah, you can just look at Carol's comment. Denial. So if you're in denial, what are you feeling when you're in denial? The same thing you felt before the change happened, right? Because you're in denial. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm going to pretend it's not there. So when you're in denial, you're not feeling a whole lot different. But what happens when you get to that resistance piece? What are you feeling then? You've, a lot of times you're feeling anger, right? You're um, feeling betrayed, right? We feel there's a lot of emotions that go along with that resistance stage. So if everybody around you is wigging out because of the changes that are happening in your business or in your home or in the community, in your school, wherever it is, if everybody else is wigging out about this change and you aren't feeling this sense of disruption, is it because you're still really early in that change process? That would be valid. That would be valid. That's not That's not that there's something wrong with you because you're not suffering. It's because you're in that, that stage of change that says, um, yeah, I'm still in denial. It hasn't quite sunk in yet. We've said that before, right? It hasn't quite sunk in. All right. So when everybody's in the mode, a lot of times they are in the resistance and the anger stage, <laughs> right? Everybody's wigging out. Why? Because they just realized, oh, yeah, this thing is going down and I don't want it. And so it's possible that the reason that you're looking around and seeing other people that are upset or angry, they're in a different stage of that process of dealing with the change. Does that make sense? When I was uh, working in a position in the postal service and they eliminated my position, at first I was just numb. I'm, they're telling me that if I don't find another job, they're, they're going to kick me out of the organization. And I'm like, wow, that is so strange. <laughs> Denial hadn't quite sunk in. But then when it sunk in, the resistance started to kick up. Oh, I don't like this at all. And it's not fair. It's not fair. This should not be happening. And all of that energy started flowing in, right? That's where all the chaos starts to happen is in that resistance and anger phase. So if you're doing okay, maybe you're in the denial phrase, phase, or maybe you've worked through the denial quickly, you've come through the resistance, and now you're in acceptance. And if you're in acceptance, that's a lot more of a calm place to be. So you're not crazy if you're not panicking. You're not crazy if you're not up in arms or, or fraught with worry because you've gone through that natural growth process of managing this change or actually not managing it, but moving through the process of change. And now you're in the acceptance mode. So that could be the reason why you're feeling good because you're in the acceptance mode. And then that last phase, that transformation, the change becomes a part of us and we become better because of it. We are changed because of it and we've got we've gained something. So I know some of you are thinking, you know, not all changes. Are you better at the end? 
I disagree with you. I disagree. And that doesn't mean that all changes are fun or that they're wonderful or that we want to do them all the time because we certainly don't. Huge changes like job losses or businesses going bankrupt or losing a loved one. Those things are traumatic. They're they're difficult. They're challenging. But we can be transformed by that change and be better at the end of it. We can be. We can be stronger. We can be wiser. We can be more caring. We can bring, we can gather some fruit even in the midst of all of that negative change, right? So if you are feeling like, why am I okay and everybody else isn't? It's possibly because you've moved through the change faster than they did. And certainly personal growth, working on growing ourselves and leading ourselves helps us to do that better, right? How many of you know, the longer we spend spinning our wheels in denial and resistance against a change that already happened and we can't undo, right? How much of that energy gets wasted because we are spinning our wheels in the midst of the denial and resistance. So often, if you are feeling good about where you're at in the midst of great change, if you are, pat yourself on the back. You are moving through the process of change in a healthy way. You're at acceptance. And if you're feeling great, you're at transformation. You've, you've incorporated that. Carol mentions overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is absolutely one of the um, characteristics of being in that denial, anger, resistance phase, right? As we're moving through that, when it's finally starting to sink in, whoa, we're overwhelmed. It's natural. It's natural. But if you're not there, it's because you've moved through that. You've started to accept what's going on and now you're embracing the transformation that comes with it, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, Kelly says, who moved my cheese? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, who moved my cheese? Kelly, that's such a great book. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, this idea that I had this thing that I thought was in stone and mine and somebody else outside of my control moved it and how we deal with that. So Kelly, thank you for the reminder. And if, if you guys haven't read that book, you can absolutely, hold on, you can absolutely get it from the library, <coughs> rent it on audio. It's awesome. It's about dealing with change. Beautiful stuff. All right. So I feel great. What's wrong with me? Might be nothing wrong with you. It might be that you are just learning to lead yourself through the process of change in a healthy way. And if that is the case, and I trust that it is for many of you, well done. This is a sign of maturity and growth. You are doing great. That is what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> All right. Another thing that my client said that really struck me was this. She says, I feel guilty because it seems like everybody else is suffering. All the people around me are suffering. And I feel bad because I'm not. I'm doing well. She sort of, she put a label on it and said, it's kind of like survivor's guilt. Like, why am I doing okay? And, and everybody else is not. It, that's not fair. All right. So let's talk about that. First of all, 
if you are doing better and suffering less because you have grown, it may not be because the same bad things aren't happening to you. They are. You're in the same boat. But because you've chosen to invest in yourself, you've chosen to grow in the way you look at change and the way you approach it, you are going to suffer less. I give you permission to grow and change without suffering. That doesn't mean that there isn't some suffering sometimes because there is, but we can understand that we don't have to suffer in order to change. And some people do. Some people, that's where they stay. They have to suffer or they will never change. Um, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, kindergartners and time out, right? <laughs> some, some of them, some of them were in my family. They just were not going to change unless they suffered. It wasn't going to happen. But that's a child's view, right? It doesn't mean that we don't suffer and we can certainly use suffering and suffering has a, a place in our lives that can be a very beautiful thing, even while it's still hard. And we've talked about that, that idea of things are really hard, but they're also really beautiful. Uh, and that's for another, another time. We'll talk about that, but understand and unlink the two things in your understanding. Um, disconnect them. Suffering does not equal um, growth and change. And change does not equal suffering unless we want it to. And so if you see people around you suffering, often it's because of the choice that they're making about how to deal with the changes that are coming their way. And if you are choosing more healthy ways that allow you to uh, be more resilient, then you will not suffer as much as they do. And sometimes people want to say that must be because you don't have as much bad things. You're lucky. Has anybody ever said that to you? Well, you're lucky. You're in, you're in a great place. If you're in a great place, it's not because of luck ever. It's not because of luck. It is a result of your choices. It is a result of your choices. And when you choose to look at the changes, the unexpected changes that come your way, when you choose to look at those through a different lens, that lens that says, you know what, I'm going to trust this process. I'm going to be able to move through this. I the, the These things are not happening to me. They're happening for me. Those kinds of attitudes transform how we feel in the midst of change. So we don't have to suffer to change. Those two things are not equal. Let's see. Oh, Tammy says this. I'm going to pull this up. This is really powerful. Tammy says, I thank Shannon for helping me grow and change. I don't feel the suffering. I've embraced the changes of 2020. I'm honored, Tammy, and thank you. And let me just say, you have done the hard work there. I, I am turning on the light for people whose eyes are open and who want to see these principles. And it's an honor to turn on the light for you. And it's just delightful to watch how you're dealing with these changes in your business and your life, even through the uncertainty, um, not the suffering. Right. Right. We can we can change without the suffering. And like Tammy says, we can actually even choose to embrace them and say, OK, what am I going to gain from this? 
what am I going to gain from this change? Because there is always, always an upside. There's always beauty. I could have done this one, hashtag find the beauty, but we're in hashtag trust the process. But yeah, there's always, always something good that gets gained. It's, it's never all just dark. The darker the night, the brighter the light, right? All right. Well, thank you, Tammy, for sharing that. All right. So first point is suffering isn't mandatory in order to change. And so if you're not suffering, it's okay. You can change without the suffering. You can choose not to suffer. It's a valid choice. You can change without suffering. All right. The second thing is um, our resilience, the more we practice moving through that process of change, the better we get at it. And so we don't spend potentially months or often years in that denial and resistance stage, that resistance and anger, oh, and overwhelmed. We don't stay there because we've practiced moving through those phases of change and being resilient. Being resilient allows us to not suffer while we're going through change. Um, that the change itself isn't the part that makes us suffer. Sometimes our circumstances make us suffer, but it's not that process of changing that brings all that suffering and misery because we practiced it. And so I'm asking you today, how are you practicing? How are you practicing change? How are you practicing it? Because the more you practice dealing with change in a healthy way, learning to thrive in change, the more natural it becomes, the more natural it becomes. And that leads us to the third point. When we understand that change can happen without suffering, we don't have to make it worse in order to change, right? We can give ourselves permission to change without all the suffering and baggage that goes along with it. We can do that. So then now we're embracing our resilience. And that resilience is something that we build up over time as we deal with change, go through those phases, learn to navigate those without that anger and bitterness, like Kelly mentioned, um, by referencing who moved my cheese. Oh, Kelly says this, I'm focusing on the possibility. Exactly. When we focus on the possibilities, the possibilities multiply. When we focus on the negative things, those multiply because where our focus goes, our energy flows, what we focus on grows. So I love that. Yes, focus on the possibility. So we, we separate this idea that change means I have to be suffering. And thank you, Tammy, right? Reiterating that. We practice that resilience. We practice that resilience by getting good at moving through those stages so that we can go through the denial and that resistance and anger move through those more quickly, more fluidly, so that we can get to acceptance and then ultimately transformation, which is a beautiful thing. And then finally, if you're not suffering, I just want to suggest that it might be because you're leading yourself well. You just might be doing a good job. Hello? Hello? Could it be that the reason everybody else is wigging out and you are feeling that 
calm sense of, I know there's things that are possible. I know we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Could it be because you have done the hard work of growing? Carol says it like this. Um, it's your choices that make life's work, life and work better and easier. Could it be that the reason you're doing better than the people around you is because of the choices you're making? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I know you understand this. I will reiterate it again because it is important. I am not suggesting that no pain ever comes our way or things that happen to us don't hurt us or make us suffer. Um, I'm not suggesting that our lives, if we will just embrace change, or it's just going to be sunny, sunny all the time. That isn't what I'm saying. And you know that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this, is that even when things are hard and unexpected, we can still do well. We can feel well. We can thrive in the midst of that. And if we do, it will not be because we are lucky. It will not be because we are not sharing the same difficult circumstances as the other family or the other business. It will be because of how we choose to approach that change. The what, what we believe to be true about that change is what makes the difference. Kelly says, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Often the changes that come our way have that effect on us. They do, right, Kelly? They have that effect of galvanizing us and we realize I can do this. I can do this. And we don't know until we're tested. I can say this, though. There are people who choose, for whatever reason, to not rise to the challenge. You've heard me say this a lot lately because it's in a book called Resistance by Eric Grayton's uh, Resist. No, Resilience. I think I said Resistance. Resilience by Eric Grayton's. He's a former Navy SEAL. And he says, we sink to the level of our training. By leaning in to this idea that we can thrive in the midst of change, we are, in effect, training ourselves to understand that when big change hits us, we are going to be able to respond well and we won't crumble because we're training, because we're changing what we believe about change and what it means. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're, we have to suffer. It doesn't have to mean that um, everything crumbles. When we focus on those possibilities, understanding that there is good to be found and we can impact that through the choices we make. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So for those of you who are wondering if you should feel guilty because everybody around you seems to be suffering more, I'm here to tell you no, and I'm going to give you this final reminder. If you are not feeling that mind-blowing, soul-sucking sense of grief that some of the people around you might be feeling in the midst of great change, then that means that you have something you can give. That means that you're strong enough to be able to share something. And what are you going to share with the people who are struggling? What are you going to share with them? 
What can you share with them that isn't going to fix it for a minute, but that's going to help them to be able to deal with it forever? It's things like these principles. It's it's these principles that say where my focus goes, my energy flows. I can focus on the positive. That God didn't doesn't do things to me. Everything is for me. When, when we can share those kinds of truths, the things that we believe and know to be true in our lives, when we share those with other people, we are giving them an option, a choice to say, if I choose to look at it like that, would I get a different result? Would I get a different result if I chose to look at it differently, right? You guys, this has been awesome. I'm loving your comments. Let me see if I didn't miss any. If I did miss any. Ah, Carol says we were talking about um, wanting the Christmas season to be here. Um, Carol says, I don't want to miss Thanksgiving. Well, Carol, I say start now. If we start Thanksgiving early, then if we started Christmas early, it wouldn't be bad, right? So let's start being thankful right now. That idea of I'm grateful for what I have. Yeah. Start it now. I know you I know you live in a grateful space, Carol. I know you do. What else you guys got? Any any other questions or comments that you have about this idea of do I need to feel guilty because I'm not suffering as much as everybody else or how in the world did I get here and everybody else is in a worse place? Well, a lot of it is because of what you've done, the choices you've made. The choices we make don't guarantee outcomes, but they absolutely impact how we view things. And the way we view things impacts outcomes. The stories we tell ourselves about those things impact the outcome. I love it. Huh, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. It has been a pleasure. If you do share this video, and I encourage you to do it, uh, put in the hashtag there, hashtag there, trust the process. Um, that way people can find it if they go to look for it. All they have to do is, is um, search. Uh, anything else? I think, I think that's it. I love you all. Mwah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being such a great group and for giving me those great comments. Uh, you guys are wise. I love hearing it and seeing it. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And with that, go with God, my friends. Do well. And I will see you soon. Mwah. Bye.